0: Yes, hi. Hey. So this is our second episode of Zaizecht, she said. With our recurring guest, Ivana de Jacher, Hey Beth. Who we talk about in just about every episode. I'm like, oh we need to see what Ivana's opinion is on this and then I don't take the notes and I don't remember what it is. And by the way, no pressure. <laughs> Thank you. There is one thing that I wanted to start our conversation today on. As you know how amused I am by Dutch food advertising <laughs> and how wrong they get it and the casual racism that's adorably sort of woven into the, uh, you know, for example, where Dutch people think that American barbecue sauce comes from is, you know, very wrong and very funny. But anyway, the latest one is as follows. So it's an Albert Hein ad for the meal kits, like the HelloFresh meal kits. Yes and it's the dad and he's gonna cook dinner with his family and he's, it's very cute. He's got his amazing samurai skills and he's slicing the zucchini in midair and he's chopping up the garlic and he's drumming on the cutting board and all these beautiful exotic exotic ingredients. And then the family comes to the table and he has like the you know the pot with the lid on it and he pulls the pot up and there's all the steam coming out and the family all leans in and they inhale and they go, ooh, and then you look down in the pot and it's like stampote with a sausage on top.
1: <laughs> well, there's Dutch advertising for you. Oh you were expecting God. him to
0: make this like incredible, you know, beautiful cuisine of something that they'd never had before. And all their senses were
1: awoken. And it it's it stamped. So. And I mean, the worst thing is that whenever a dad cooks, then, you know, the rest of the family applauds and, it makes it even worse because instead of like a, a cuisine meal, he makes stompels and he gets applause even more. So what does that teach young Dutch boys? I mean, it's borderline racist, I think.
0: We <laughs> need to explain what stamppot is. So it's a national dish. And so ju- let me set up the scene that I want you to explain this. Of course. But just like every family in India has their own curry, their own special spices. Every family in South Korea has their own recipe for their kimchi. I would assume that every Dutch family has their own version of stampot,
1: which is? Well, there's not m- that much variety, to <laughs> be honest, because, of course, we lack any form of inspiration. So we have boerde stamppot, stampot, which is, I think, cauliflower. It's kale. No, it, it's kale. Mm-hmm. Then you have andivey stampot. Andi- Andive, yeah. Then you have hutspot, which is cuisine because it doesn't only have potatoes it has carrots and it has onions fancy. and it has, it's really fancy mm. and then of course you get a pork chop with it and um, well you know my opinion about stompels it's but it's basically a potato it's mashed m- mash. potatoes mixed with something yes and then of course it's always mashed with a vegetable that gives you lots of vitamin C during our incredibly cold winters which happened 50 years ago Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a
0: great way to get the greens in because if you mix anything with mashed potatoes it's going to taste good
1: put gravy over it and it will even you know make your the the sole of your of your shoe taste wonderful Mm -hmm. so it's just a way to get your vitamins in and this is our addition to world cuisine and of course then we i'm not sure if we can discuss this but since Indonesia was one of our colonies, we adopted Indonesian food. And of course, we say that this is our addition to world cuisine, but of course it isn't. Mm. So, yes. Um, we didn't bring that much to cuisine. It's mash, it's stumbled. That's it. Yeah. We've got nothing else to show for. Because <laughs> even the fries came from Belgium, not France. Anyway. Should we get into this? Uh, we'll I, get into a lot well, of trouble. Well, we should talk about the
0: potato because the potato is a is a nor, is a new world crop. The potato came from North America, didn't it?
1: That and I the tomato look, definitely did. That is something I should look up on Wikipedia. The only thing I know, the only good thing that comes from potatoes is vodka. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Well, potatoes in and of themselves are pretty
0: good no i don't I think anybody would deny like um okay so there's a an, there's another thing i wanted to get your um your insight into and i i want to remind our listeners of which there are like 3 now uh-huh. so we've increased our volume Ooh, four. of listener. i haven't told it to my mom there we go like by 400% um <laughs> through the roof <laughs> That I, Yvonne is a very close friend of mine, and that we talk about the differences and nuances between America and the Netherlands. And um, when there was a a shooting recently in Rotterdam, yes. which was very sad, of course, they're all sad, but you know, there were some victims, some deaths. We would classify that as a mass shooting because it was more than two people. I believe it was a professor, a teacher at, Ro- at, at Erasmus University. Yes. And, um, this sort of correlates to this other data point where I believe for the first time ever, Amsterdam had more murders than Rotterdam did, and it was yes. 16 murders, which in and of itself is horrible, except for 16 murders is like a light Friday night in yes. Chicago. there you go. <laughs> this is what I was about to so say. So my attitude yes. of the whole idea of gun control and mass shootings has become this, you know, this epidemic as a national tragedy in the U.S. How do the Dutch perceive... You know, gun violence in its country.
1: Well, in a way, it's non-existent. Again, sixteen people—that's you know, sixteen too much. But I don't know. I mean, we're like Canadians in this. I mean, the minute you cross the border from the U.S. to Canada, to Canada, there's less gun control, so more, more gu- uh, less sorry, gun violence. M- yeah, yeah. So in in Canada, there's less violence, mm-hmm. less uh, less guns. And um, so we've talked about this many times. So to Americans, it's like a right the minute they were born to own a gun. But I guess the more guns are around, the easier it becomes to use it and shoot somebody. So, and I know that, I mean, I tried to have a conversation when I was in San Francisco I tried to have a conversation with somebody that you know was a guard of something and he was wearing a gun and he said oh you're from Amsterdam Mm -hmm. is it true you don't have guns and I said well we have guns but it's you know controlled on every and "Well, I don't get it I mean it's like a right to have to own a gun and to shoot somebody the minute they step on your turf and I go well then you need to have a definition of your turf because <laughs> I mean, I get it. If you're in the Midwest and you're, you know, somewhere in bumfuck nowhere and somebody steps on your ground and is aggressive, then I guess you can just by showing a gun, somebody should be scared about it. Mm. But so it, it doesn't sound coherent to what I'm trying to say. But I mean, my view is that the less people that own guns with a permit or not you know gun violence goes down and it's like a statistical thing i mean so when this happens in the netherlands what's the collective emotional
0: response when somebody like when like I the rotterdam incident nobody
1: say oh we need more gun control i i i guess we perceive this as a fluke and because i think the guy had a, had a you know had a migration background mm. so he immediate... was also arrested for torturing animals so the
0: guy had a history yes mm.
1: so they will research the individual they will research this specific situation but nobody's screaming gun control gun control No, they see this as a very unfortunate, by the way, but a very unfortunate incident that doesn't scream like, oh, we need to have stronger laws on, no. How does somebody, we we probably shouldn't be,
0: I'm wondering how, uh, Beth, finish your thought, I was about to say we probably shouldn't be promoting this because you probably don't know the answer to this, but maybe it is common knowledge. How would somebody get a gun in this country if they wanted one? You can't just walk into so, the buy-in corp and
1: <laughs> No, but I watched the news and somebody said that in Holland, the minute you need to own a gun, you go on a telegram. They said telegram is the place to be, to get a bomb, to get a, a, a gun, to get a... Uh, so this is one way, but this I got from the news. This is no speculation. Apparently this is true. And the other way to get a gun, and now I'm speculating, but, you know everybody is seven handshakes removed from a criminal and the minute you are in a network it's probably easier to get a gun How do you and think of course <laughs> being ro- sorry to finish my thought because Rotterdam is like a world harbor um, there's more cocaine coming into Rotterdam that is then being tris- distributed to the rest of Europe and I guess the same thing goes for guns and Illegal people and refugees, and that is still the reason why Rotterdam has more deaths than Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Last part was probably speculation. I don't know where to buy a gun, Beth. You don't know? I don't know. But you
0: did hear on the news that somebody can get a gun through Telegram. Yes. Which, is if you were going to do, you can't just like fake news. Fake news. Walk into the into the department store. And buy yourself a gun and a handbag and some lipstick. And that
1: has always surprised me. You know, the, the few times when I got into the States, you you walk into Walmart and you go to the back of the store and there you go. How many handguns? How many shotguns? How many hunting guns? How many, you know, you tell me how many you can buy them. Yeah, There's not even a period where you need to think about it. So I think... If in Holland you officially want to buy a gun, you get a permit first, and then you need to answer like a zillion questions. Then you go and say, I want that gun. And then you get a 24 or a 48 hour sort of resting period where you cannot get the gun. Um, So the spontaneous, I go into Walmart, I'm angry at my neighbor. Let me go park my car, buy a gun, go back home and just shoot my neighbor. That still is uh, uh, okay. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't see why this still happens these days in the states. I mean, you know, if somebody wants to buy a gun, okay, if it's your birthright, but still, let them wait for twenty-four hours, mm-hmm. see what happens. I think you should probably be able to cut down, you know, in half the the, the amount of murders. Bakers death Again, them. I'm speculating, but. I, my friend Yvonne de is extremely cool.
0: No. And Jesus. I Jesus. want you to tell the story of what happened to you on your most recent vacation.
1: No, we decided I shouldn't. No, we decided <laughs> you definitely were. And it wasn't being cool. It was
0: me. But that's my, my, I, you didn't ever say that you're cool. I said that you're cool. Never. I think this is very
1: cool. Okay. So I thought long and hard how to tell this story without me getting into a negative awkward position uh, and without naming names but uh, and i have to do this in a couple of minutes so this is long form so take your time if it okay. takes three hours we're fine so first I just day think this is so cool. when i arrived i went with another friend on holiday and we were out on our deck chairs is it called i think or stretchers and mm-hmm. we we're sunbathing you know white you're in a you're in a sunny place yes sunny place we're we're, you know white skin like you know extremely pale um with our winter fat still carrying with us so not looking our best but this was the whole point of this holiday, you know, get a tan, look better, go back and then, you know, look awesome. Mm. So we're out on a stretch we're having l- lots of fun and just giggling and we were just talking to each other and this guy walks by and Beth, without sounding arrogant, but during my life, I saw a lot of really good looking guys, but this was a class of its own. This guy was perfect in any way. So we were stuck in the middle of a conversation and we both like, you know, you see this in cartoons, like almost, well, I'm not going to say drooling, but, you know, open mouth like, oh my God, what is walking by? So we forgot all about it, you know, started our conversation. And then my friend said, okay, I need to get out of the sun. This is our first day. I'm really pale. So I just need to go back to my room and... You know, I see you right before lunch. So I said, well, you know, I'll stick around, you know, getting my money's worth. So I I stayed behind. And apparently the guy went to the pool. So he walked back. And instead of walking on, he didn't just, he, he took not the stretcher next to me, but the stretcher next to that one. So, so we there were, was a lounge chair in between the two of you. Yes, you that was thank empty. you. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Help me with my language barrier. <laughs> so obviously, I was getting nervous. I mean, how many times in your life does this gorgeous-looking man sit almost right next to you? So, and I was starting to get, you know, sort of queasy, not because of him, but because I held my stomach in because I was afraid to, you know, breathe. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Okay. Okay. There he is. Okay. Just, you know, not make, just don't make eye contact. And of course we did. Anyway, if this story gets too long, I know this is long form, but I'll try and sort of make it quick. Well, not quick, but anyway, we make eye contact and obviously he strikes up a conversation with me. And the guy was really intelligent. Like, we, so I asked him, where are you from? Well, he was from Brussels, and we talked about Brussels, and we talked about the difference between the Belgian politics and economics. And, and all the time I was going, my God, not just looks, but the guy is smart, and he's intelligent. And so somewhere mid-sentence, he made like a compliment and said, okay, I need to know your name, which I am not going to mention here. But... In the end it's maybe important for the conversation and he told me what he did back in brussels can you give him a fake name um sure so Let's his fake name is john his name was john No, give him a
0: better name than john
1: okay so he looked a little No wait bit... but what's his fake name no so here i go i need your help oh daniel craig he looked a little bit like daniel craig the mm. james bond guy how old was this guy Um, I would say mid forties, and he's alone, as far as you can tell. And he's alone. He looks like Daniel Craig, but then the 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 clean version. Yeah. So like rugged good looks, handsome. Oh God! So (laughs) all the time I'm talking to him, in the back of my mind, it goes, "This can't be Like this is not happening. The combination is like." a unicorn the guy is good looking i even looked at his toes to see if he like uh if he had hammer toes or something his toes were perfect he had no chest hair he had no um uh uh, tattoos his hair was fine but not like arranged everything he had white teeth but not the 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 crazy fake white crazy fake white teeth he just and he held up a conversation and All the time, I go like, this isn't happening. There's something wrong about this picture. Anyway. Now, why are you thinking that? Because it's not from a lack of self-confidence or anything like
0: that. You're just something
1: in your brain's going, what? These guys no longer exist. He Mm. kept asking questions to me as well. So I'm not a big dater, but I do date sometimes. By the way, I'm single guys these three people that are listening who knows maybe they know somebody it's anyway you,
0: your mom and oh
1: two of my and friends your and then Jack Kerouac our producer who's there also a black so cat so fat chance I'm finding somebody through the podcast anyway so no this was not a lack of confidence but this was about the guy looks good he's intelligent he's really interested in me which doesn't so the too good to be true, too good to be true, like all the alarm time. bells are going off. Yeah. Are well, they, not alarm bells, but, but this, this little voice in the back of your, you know, in the back of your mind. So he says, do you want to go for a swim? And I go, okay, I'm already hyperventilating, keeping in my stomach. Now I need to get up and all the winter fat will just, you know, by gravity go down. Hell no, I'm not going to take a swim with him. So I go, no, 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 maybe later. Mm-mm. So he told me that he would leave the hotel in about two hours. So, somewhere amidst the conversation, I go, Well, isn't it about time you start packing your bags with your wife and back in the hotel room, sort of like fishing? Mm-hmm. He says, No, I'm here alone. I go, Well, Daniel, guys like you, they hardly are ever alone. And he says, Well, I got divorced a year ago. It was a messy divorce. So, no, I'm here alone. Are you here alone? And, you know, and I go, okay, this is just going, never mind. So I said, you know, got to say goodbye. You need to pack your bags. I'm going out. So I'm going to lunch with my friend. And obviously she said, my God, what, who was he? Because she watched me all the time. And I said, well, his name is this and that. He works in Brussels. So he did There leave, and there. He did leave Well, the we right? went for lunch and so he you, stayed. you left him there? I left him, of course. Wow. Of, of, course, course. of course. Of course. You know, uh-huh. discipline, discipline, discipline. So she goes on her phone on LinkedIn and she types in his name, the the company he works for and Brussels. And she says, well, I have a Daniel here at that company in that role, but this obviously isn't him. So it was an alias. Walk, 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 walk. And then I said to her, this is what I was thinking all the time. Now here's the spoiler alert because we're coming to the end of the story. I said to her, 90% 90% chance this guy is a gigolo. And she goes, no. And I go, I think so. So we rerun the story. We rerun what was happening. And she says, you know what? This could actually be true. But, you know, maybe we'll see him when we come back. And, of course, we saw him when we come back. My friend goes back to the hotel room, leaving me with him to find out. And then all the evidence was stacking up. So he was saying goodbye. He never said, can I have your number? Or when I'm in Amsterdam, shall we hook up? Or, you know, anything like that. He just said, it was nice to meet you. And here we go. And then in the corner of my mind, I saw him saying goodbye to an older woman. Of course, this happens in normal life. You know, he could have met somebody. But up to this date how Um, much older was this older woman okay older older i mean 70s 70s beginning of 70s yes so then i was thinking okay this is an occupation and i guess these high class what do you call them high class male prostitutes. prostitutes is that the correct name i guess so i don't know so once i told this story you know in my in my network people came back and said well these guys they read three papers a day they read the economist they read everything they need to be aware of current affairs um they need to train they need to have medicures manicures, pedicures it's like a real occupation i go i guess why
0: if I can tell you that when I'm in my 70s, I'm not going to want for any sort of male companionship. So who do Some you think do. the that was this
1: woman in her 70s, was she dolled up? Was she fancy or? Well, so this was the second time I was in the hotel that I was at. And she was there the first time. So I think that she lives in that hotel. Okay, And which means that you have a shitload of money because this was like. It was a good hotel. It was a nice hotel. It was four or five star hotel. Um, and apparently she lives there and she just wanted to have a companion plus, I think. And so here's the part that's cool. So,
0: ah, so when, so I'm asking Ivana to retell this story. She, she told it to me earlier. But I assumed that he was just trying to get in like one, like, let's close one more deal before I get on the plane. But you don't think that he was trying to proposition you?
1: No, because if he is in sales in any which shape or form, (laughs) then he would have closed the deal. He would have known how to approach me and say, by the way, are you on business trips more often? Oh, by the way, you know, I don't know how these guys do their business but I'm sure that he has a way to do it. Um, so my friend said he had two hours to spare. He saw us laughing, just having a good time and thinking, you know, let's just have a good time. No proposition, no anything, just, you know, Hey, let's have some fun. Maybe some, some sort of okay now I sound naive but some sort of genuine interest but not in a way where he wanted to close the deal I'm sure he would have gone about it a whole different way do you think he was actually Belgian did he have a Belgian accent he spoke fluent Spanish Dutch not so much but uh, French English and Spanish so he was more more like a French Belgian and not Yes. Uh, and I said, well, we can speak Dutch. And he said, I'm more comfortable in English. Wow. And of course, Brussels is, they don't speak that much Dutch. But anyway. Do you think that somebody like that, this is how he makes a living? Well, the way he looked, I think he could make a definite living out of that. I know this may sound sexist, but Beth... Gorgeous, 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 and I mean aesthetically gorgeous. Yeah, but not movie star, like slick. And so this was this was the mind bug bog, Hello, mind, mind, mind boggling, boggling yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Like he was everything, but not extreme. So you know. On a good day, maybe he could be somebody you could have been dating. So it's that very small class of guys that are too good to be true, but could maybe on a good day, something. Be true. And I I guess that's their sweet spot. And Mm. I think we talked about this. So you asked me this very impolite question, like, would you ever hire a guy like that Mm -hmm. and since we only have three listeners I think I can be vulnerable and tell you what my opinion of that is and so in Amsterdam I think I would be mortified if I would see somebody you know that I knew and said so who is this guy and then later on you need to explain yourself I don't like explaining myself Mm -hmm. but if you are on a business travel and you need to go to a party and you need to bring a plus one and your brother isn't available because whatever a friend is not available because you need to watch out if he is having a good night out you cannot bring M- Michael I don't know you you know you cannot bring somebody you need a pro that you can bring to the party knows how to uh, how to treat you mm. and how to hold a conversation that you don't have to spend time like, is he having a good time? He's just being a pro. So in that respect, yes, that would be ideal if you could hire somebody like that, if you don't have anyone around. This is now, a- of course, at the end of the evening, this right. is, uh, this was your question, basically.
0: This was my question I because, think it was. well, but because this is again,
1: would you pay for sex, Yvonne? I think you actually said it. I would you pay for sex? I don't think that I asked that question, nor do <laughs> no. I think I even
0: implied that question. But what's interesting about this is that women's needs are uh, again, we're speaking very generally, but maybe lean more toward the emotional, um, as opposed to just the physical. You know, I need to have sex with somebody tonight, you, you know, that that tends to scale more. You know traditionally male and so in a way it's like I don't think that this guy is so susceptible to um, being victimized by his profession or abused by his profession as a female sex worker would be because maybe as you said it really is about more about companionship um, and and less about you know I'm expecting you to have sex with me tonight
1: and I thought about this because the question intrigued me of course and I thought, basically, you're paying for a date. So the example I just gave, like, I have a business party I need to attend, and I need a pro on my side to have, you know, a good and successful night. And then you have this gorgeous looking guy, which, of course, you know, you get sort of tingly. It's a bit and more fun. It's yeah. a bit more fun. I mm-hmm. mean, you're not bringing your ugly whoever. And then if the night is a success and you have drink afterwards, it's still a pay date. Then, of course, something could happen and you pay for it. And, you know, one thing for one thing for sure that you are not so sure of when you're on a regular date. And that is that you will, you know, Mm. have a good night. (laughs) So would I do it. Well, hopefully I don't have to get into a situation where I need to do that, but I'm not ruling it out completely and the only reason I'm saying this is that because there are three people listening and this is what we discussed before I think it's I, I'm not willing to share this story everywhere because it's it's because I, I, I don't know where I stand and I don't want somebody to come over and rape this story into the conclusion oh Yvonne would pay for sex no I didn't say that And we're just talking about this theoretically because this is
0: an interesting topic that I don't think has been explored at all. I've never heard anybody
1: having this conversation before. So this is, so we're talking about equality all the time. And I said, from all the women around the pool, he sort of chose me to sit next to. And that was an enormous ego boost. And then I was thinking, if I would have been a guy in a hotel bar and a high class prostitute would approach me i wouldn't go to friends and go "Hey, man there was this high class prostitute approaching me Mm -hmm. so there's still inequality in that too and i guess that is also because there's more female prostitutes than there are male prostitutes yeah i'm whispering the word prostitute that doesn't make sense, that is the legal and official term, yeah, yes,
0: Thank and you. We, we, in, in plus, like you know, I think now prostitute female prostitutes prefer the word sex worker, okay, but with male prostitutes, maybe the the client doesn't want sex, so I don't know if you can call him a sex worker. I don't think that this is the in, this is the thing that I want to explore with you, yes. having that had this
1: happen to you, and the other thing too, so is there's there... sexism in sexists, I think so. Or sexism in sex working.
0: Yeah. And also. Um, Interesting. Double so, and layer. the guy isn't, he isn't um, a Chippendale, so he's not a male stripper. Mm, no. Nope. He's,
1: it's, it, it, it's something. He else. worked out for sure, but he wasn't like. So, again, in every aspect, he wasn't over the top, which gives every woman the idea that maybe on a good day it's possible. And I think that was. Th- that was the thing that stuck with me, the most I think, mm. f- from the story. But you were going a different thing. Sorry, you wanted to say. Well, something. there's um,
0: there's that Emma Thompson movie, that explores this issue. I don't, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, I love Emma Thompson as an actress and as a person, mm-hmm. and the movie was about. Um, this woman who's you know married a daughter a couple of kids whatever her whole life professional woman she's never had an orgasm so i think her marriage is ending maybe it's not a, these are the details i don't remember anyway she hires this young gigolo and so her you know when she's going out doing like the junket in the interview her whole thing that she's focused on is that she at the end of the movie does a full frontal um nude scene and speaking about how women have to overcome our insecurities about our bodies. And I almost sort of regretted that that was the focus that she took as opposed yes. to the focus around us, you know, exploring our sexuality as middle aged people, but also in general, the power dynamic. If a woman hires a man for companionship and what a women need as opposed to what a man would need hiring yes. a woman for companionship. Yes. Also, I wonder if this guy, what his issues, what his real life is like. So he obviously didn't tell you what his real name was. No. If he was telling, so that's already a lie number one. But if he was telling the truth that he really only had two hours before he had to get on a plane, he can't be a- by himself for two hours. So he's like, oh, maybe he's so used to talking to people. He's like, well, I don't want to be alone for two hours. I'm going to find the most interesting person in the at poolside to strike up a conversation with. And that happened to be you. You wonder yeah what
1: this life is like I don't know I mean maybe some narcissism is involved mm. I mean is there a ring of these guys
0: that is there a community of these men you're asking me these questions no i know you don't know i I met gigolo once no 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 maybe (laughs) and
1: now i'm all of a sudden i'm the expert no no no, no, i'm not
0: asking you i'm just asking in general you know does he work alone does he have i'm sure they i'm sure these guys work work? in an agency i mean
1: if my example is right that there's 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 this world filled of high-class women, you know, business women flying all over the world and needing pros every once in a while, then these guys probably have an agency. I mean, you cannot tell me that he flew in this island where I was just to be there for six hours. So I I guess these guys are there for like a week or Mm -hmm. a couple of days and doing their business, literally. And then they're flown back and then they're flown to the next gig I think and is what he is
0: doing illegal if the transaction doesn't involve sexual intercourse I guess not I don't know
1: but I think Does he pay even, taxes <laughs> so even even if s- sexual intercourse is involved is that still illegal
0: Well, yeah, prostitutions illegal I think everywhere except for the Netherlands and Las Vegas
1: Oh, interesting! I thought Europe would be more liberal, and maybe Hamburg. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, if it's illegal, then you pay for it even more. And maybe Phuket or something. Yes. So, yes. Hmm. Okay. Was fascinating it fascinating story? I don't know. I mean, it's a good story, and I'm, I'm I'm sure that if there's alcohol involved, I can tell it even more like juicy. But you told it beautifully. I don't know. It was, it was, it was an experience, and I mean, it was an ego boost for at least two days. And, um, yeah. Was there any moment where you thought about it and thought
0: it was there like an an ick moment, like ooh, maybe this guy's icky and creepy, or you're like, no, this is probably what he does. It's fine. You're okay with it. It wasn't
1: icky, but it was like, what the hell is wrong with this picture? This cannot be true. The icky part came when someone, it was her, it was Beth. When you asked me, like, (laughs) you know, what would have happened if you would have taken him to your room? And I would go, well, I probably would have had some fun. (laughs) But there probably would come a time where you go, okay, okay, I, I, I sound like, okay, like I'm not the only one. Like thousands of women came before me. That was the icky part. Mm. Why do you think he asked you to go for a
0: swim? When he asked you to go for oh, a swim, gosh. was that in the pool or in the ocean? No, it was a pool. That wasn't, it, it was difficult to get to the ocean. So mm. it was in the pool. Do you think he was just like needing to cool off? Or do you think he was <laughs> like, i don't know see if she's gonna go in the next step. Maybe I'll like grab her hand know. in the pool. Uh, what do you think it was in his mind? It Was he sort of like...
1: Well, I guess in maybe the water, he... it's easier to touch each other. And I don't mean in a sexual way, yeah. but... Like, you know, give me your hand or God, I don't know if, I don't know no experience you I'm this. not, I'm not, I was,
0: I've never been approached by a gigolo. You were, I, yeah. I'm trying to figure this out. This is a very um, unusual situation that happened I don't to know. you.
1: I, I, I think it's easier to, to accidentally touch each other as opposed to when there's a stretcher in between each other. I, I, I yes, I think that's it. Okay, I'll let you off the hook. I don't know. I think he just was <laughs> you know
0: he just wanted to enjoy himself and have some exposure to your beautiful mind.
1: Yes. Of course. there's yes. one incident where I thought, what if I had it all wrong and what if he never told at one lie what if this was indeed a guy trying to hit? on a woman near a poolside what if he really found me you know attractive, attractive you can enough say to strike up a conversation and see you know if he could flirt oh you blew it then i blew it <laughs> that's it okay that's it then i blew it yeah god did i blew it you no, blew it
0: so what does the um what is today sunday yes what does your week look like
1: it's a lot of work Mm. I still need to get adjusted to working five days a week. Um, So the reason I don't know the answer to this question is the weekends I really try not to think about my schedule for the next week. And it has come to a point that if I have an important meeting on Monday where I need to dress differently or prepare i need to put something in my calendar as a reminder so if you're asking me about my schedule next week i honestly don't know and i won't know until tomorrow morning when Mm. i open up my laptop oh that's nice and it's a way of self preservation Mm. to weekend is weekend which is a lie because i worked yesterday but sunday is sort of yeah, I try not to think about next week. Okay. I'm, I'm really thinking, oh, I have a meeting in Ermelo where we went, which is a good story for next time, where we left so you know, much like that we cried in the You're going to have to tell that
0: story because I think I've forgotten the details of it. I mean, I know in general what we happened. We need to discuss first if we could put this in the podcast. Oh, we totally can put it in the podcast.
1: Because it involves pubic hair?
0: Yeah. So I think what happened... So there's there's this spa spa resort in Ermalo. And we go there and we get our spa treatments, facials, massage, manicure, (laughs) pedicure. There's a pool, sauna. And we go and have dinner and spend the night have a spa weekend. Yes. And so we had all of our treatments lined up. And I... You're going to have to fill in the details here. Well, you were
1: ill-prepared.
0: I was ill-prepared. And I needed to... (laughs) You, know, no, you, you want to make your Something body... Something with a b- bikini. You want to make your body nice for the person who's going to be massaging you. You don't want them to like... Y- yes. y- you know. So um. Oh, so we needed to do a little bit of maintenance um, well, on the did. lawn. And I think I'd forgotten to do that before we left. So I yes. go into this little... Just the vase, say, like a little toilet room. So it's like the toilet and the sink. And I think I'm dry shaving the, air, the area. And... Um, and so there's like the pubes are flying all over
1: light fur. So
0: yeah, like fur. You told me. They were flying all over the bathroom, and I couldn't pick them up. And it was a lot. <laughs> and I didn't want to be the one that walked out of that vase, leaving all of <laughs> this
1: this, fur.
0: <laughs> yes, the trimmings all over for somebody else to pick up. But the more I tried to pick them up, the more they would <laughs> just fly around in the air. And so I felt really bad. So I'm like, I, I did my best, but it was still like so much everywhere. So I left. And,
1: and so you joined me like flustered and I, I go, joined you. What's
0: wrong with you? So I joined you. So we're having our shared massage. So we're both in the massage room. Each of us have our own mis- massage therapist. And so before the massage therapist came in, I said, Yvonne, I've got to tell you, I feel yeah. really bad about this, but I left like so many pubes in the bathroom. And so we are dying. But you know what really made it horrible? Because when you start the massage out on your belly, we're shaking with laughter. And then you said, we have to try so hard not to laugh so hard that we fart on the massage table. And it was the worst massage of my life because I'm just like, everything is clenched, tense, you know, trying his first stop. That, and that's one of those situations where you can't look at each other. And then the one person starts it up again with the the shaking, it crying. Was,
1: oh, my God. And I still feel bad to this day about the women who were trying to give us massages. And they said, well, laughing is healthy for you. But this wasn't laughing. This was like convulsing. Oh, God. With laughter because I I don't think we farted, but. Anything else happened, yes. Oh, I
0: know. I definitely didn't because I was so tense <laughs> the whole time trying yes. to just stop laughing. Yes. And uh, and I do apologize to the Spawn Air Malo because somebody... You know, well, walking. You can the, never go. You there, always want to hope when you do something like that that you're like, well, I'm sure I'm not the first one to ever like shave her pubes in the in the bathroom, dry shave and leave pubes all over. But I bet I was because I, this was a classy establishment. Yes, I think they banned you for life, and I wouldn't blame them. Yes, um, because they know it wasn't the Dutch lady that's been going there for twenty years. It was her gross <laughs> American friend who doesn't know anything goes into the sauna. And
1: how did we come about this story? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know but um anyway yeah Beth, funky stuff yeah i don't know sorry
0: All right. oh i wasn't Go. oh
1: i think i know how i got it we were talking about my schedule and that i'm going to ermelo if they will still have me uh but this time i'm coming with other women so i hope they don't recognize you hey, know no, your schedule look like it's by too the way? bad that
0: that gigolo didn't give you his actual name because maybe he could have come with you
1: i booked and you then know? you would
0: enjoy looking at him in the sauna
1: Mr room now. he's more than welcome mm-hmm. except I don't know how to get in touch with him. Mm. Anyway, how does your schedule look like? It's busy.
0: I have um, I'm doing a presentation at Amsterdam Smart City talking Ooh. about the how to the, the path to scaling the circle economy is through empathy is the theme of the, the wow. pre- I haven't prepped for it at all. It's a seven minute speech. I need to <laughs> I need, to, I, need to, I need to practice it a few
1: Beth times Best taking over the world unprepared.
0: Mm, that's how I
1: roll. Yes. Prepare at the unplugged.
0: last.
1: <laughs> unplugged. <laughs> unplugged, by the unplugged. way. <laughs> unplugged. Unplugged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beth,
0: unplugged. <laughs> we're going acoustic. We're going unplugged all the
1: way. <laughs> okay. We need to finish this up. Unplucked. I cannot stop and that it's not funny to listen to. So finish hey, this our, one it's up. It's our podcast. It's Beth Unplucked. Beth okay, Unplucked. cool. Unplucked. And cool. Um, thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, see you next will time. Will you have me mm. again? Because I can totally get it if you don't want to have me. You know, My
0: question is, will you have me again?
1: <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Thank you. See you next. hear you next time. Bye, love.